on Tuesday nights for the past month and a half now, we've been producing History Buckets, David Moore and I. For this week's history interview, we're asking my co-host and minister, David Moore, about his experience growing up in the peace movement and his observations around the movement's evolution. For this week, to help me with this interview, I am joined by Sina Bazilahicki. Hello, Sina. Hi. Hi. Good to be here. Uh, as we heard in last week's interview about historic Lansingburg, you are a resident of Lansingburg. What brought you there? I moved to the Capital District from Buffalo, New York in 1999 to serve a church and campus ministry. And a few years ago, the church in Rensselaer uh, sold its property and relocated their community of faith to uh, the Cornerstone Community Church in Lansingburg, and they called me to serve as their minister to help them assist in a transition from their previous pastor to their new type of community. So I moved here to the, to the property house that the church provides and became interested in this radio station and the work you do here. Um, I am interested in just starting with your childhood. You did grow up in a, in a household of ministry, and how did this upbringing lay the groundwork for your personal mission in life as you got older? Both my parents were raised in conservative churches, and through education, personal experience, and transitions in their lives, my, both of my parents began to move away from a, a conservative way of thinking about Christian faith and the, the witness and work in, in the world. In particular, in the early 1960s, my father began to be deeply influenced by the work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the concern for racial equality. He went with other, other ministers and church leaders to the March in Washington in 1963 so I was introduced as a young person to the notion that Christian faith and social witness were linked, that they one grew from out of the other and one influenced how you read the writings of the church and lived in the world. That further developed as the 60s emerged with both continuing struggle for civil rights and then the emergence of the Vietnam War and for me, that continued in the, in the continuing wrestling with the role of America in the world through empire and through its wars in the, in the Middle East and elsewhere. Yeah, that was at the height of all of it, the 60s, the civil rights movement, movement. The, the Cold Vietnam War. War. But for, for me, the, the issue has, has been to struggle <clears throat> with my understanding of the faith and my role in the world and then working with peoples in congregations to engage their their way of of living in in the world and and talking and living and witnessing about the struggle for for peace because it's it seems so overwhelming and people in churches seem so powerless that it, they struggle to figure out how do, how do we make this real in our own lives and oftentimes within communities of faith the it's easy for people in the in the congregations to view their witness about peace to 
charity. It's easy to give money to a local food pantry or provide goods and services to the homeless or send a donation to peace groups that are in, engaged in, in uh, efforts to, to bring peace in Ireland or, or some other place. It's much more difficult for them to move toward uh, advocacy about justice or getting involved in talking or writing to their legislature or congresspeople about a policy. So the, the tension has been uh, the struggle between charity and justice and mm. moving a community of faith to embrace mm. the justice struggle. It's just been a tension that, that so many church leaders wrestle with. It's easy to come up with pronouncements about this, that, and the other thing, but difficult to move people to lift up that struggle in their own lives and embrace it as part of the part of their journey of faith. Hmm. Um, how do you see the relationship between the church and the peace movement? It's very interesting to me because the witness of so many of our churches, the mainline churches, throughout the uh, First World War was to support it. The World War II was to support it, for the most part. But there are always movements of people that said that that the the war is so destructive that we we need to put more uh, emphasis on diplomacy and negotiation. Even into the fifties and sixties, prominent positions of authority were filled by members of our of our churches. And they, in fact, began to to implement and enforce the role of empire. Hmm. But within the community of faith, uh, particularly in the 60s, there was a new, new generation of leaders who began to say, wait a minute, we've got to reconsider and rethink and review our relationship with the writings of the faith to look again at what we are called to be and to do. So there's been an effort to, to say we can no longer be just a just war kind of community of faith. We've got to move toward a radical disarmament. And that was possible when there were conflicts with which the government was engaged in, but as these conflicts have become obscure, there's no way to rally around a particular focus. And so the, the struggle today is how do we embrace or develop or organize uh, communities of faith with other, other groups and, and peoples to look at the role of the defense budget itself and begin to challenge the expense of the uh, U.S. budget on, on defense and military. And that's that's so vague, it's difficult to organize around. I think that could be a whole nother segment just on um, on that. And I'm interested, you mentioned rallying around a focus, and it occurred to me, uh, church is very much about the community that is built and finding yeah. commonalities between other people. Yeah. Would <laughs> Do you think that you would be as much embedded in the peace movement if you hadn't oh, approached yes, it yes, through yes, the church avenue? Yes, um, my college years were at the University of Buffalo, and, and it was a hotbed of, of, of protest, and that, that shaped me as much 
as, as my influence from my, my family and, and faith tradition. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, David. Uh, thank you for joining us and telling you more about your work, your work in the peace movement, your work at the church, and uh, sharing so much of that with us. It's been my pleasure, and I'm glad to be with you too. <laughs>